This episode of Razor Riffs is brought to you by Live Event Production Cookies, creative space on Route 66 in the high desert. Enjoy an adventure on a historic Route 66 in the high desert. An intimate showroom with limited seating lens to a one-of-a-kind live stand-up comedy experience. Join nationally touring headliners as they pit stop on the way to from Los Angeles and Las Vegas to soak in the high desert at our Silver Lakes community for some R&R and the chance to work out new material and run through their four full hours before recording them for specials that will air on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, HBO, Showtime, Comedy Central, and more. Come for a show, order baked Treats delivered right to your doorstep for a taste of D's Kitchen anywhere or book a night in the Covenant's Kukuli Cabin for a high desert experience. Please visit D'sKitchenProductions.com. Again, this episode of Razor Riffs is brought to you by D'sKitchenProductions.com. Order some delicious treats. I love them. Hey, Rifters, welcome to the show. Subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend. Uh, thank you guys so much for all the cameo sensations. Uh, getting me uh, Christy Swanson. Uh, I I like to believe that you guys had a big part in this episode. It meant a lot to me. And uh, today is the day, folks. Uh Christy Swanson is on the podcast. You've seen her in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, The Chase, Dude, Where's My Car? And she's uh, here on Raise of Rifts. And uh, it's one of my favorite episodes. It meant so much to me. And, uh, you know, when you hear, when you interview a hero, you know it's a good day. So thank you so much for everyone who helped me. And I hope you really enjoy this interview as much as I had fun doing it. Um, yeah. So uh, thank you. Uh, enjoy Razor Riffs with Christy Swanson. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey, Christy Swanson. Hey, Keith, how are you? Doing good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolutely. Sorry, I look kind of haggard here. Sorry. Oh, no, you <laughs> look, running, you look beautiful to me. Thank you. Well, it's a Monday, so it's crazy. Uh, well, before we start, I <laughs> uh, just want to say thank you so much for dropping the restraining order for this. <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> I I knew you would like that. My mom was like, I don't think she would like her that because you stalked her forever. I was like, oh no, she'll love it. No, I love it. I deserve <laughs> it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I want. I got a lot of questions, so I want to respect your time. So I'll just go dive into it. Uh, okay. Uh, with movies like now, I'm at the ice. I'm at the ice rink right now, just so you know where I'm at. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> that's my next destination. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, so yeah. in movies nowadays with like, you know, like superheroes where they like a strong female um, leads. The thing about you is I feel you were one of the first ones because when I was growing up, every movie I saw, you were like the lead and you were very strong, like even in Mannequin, Buffy, and even my favorite movie, The Chase. So I wanted to know, oh. like, yeah, I wanted to know, like, what was your like view of that? Like, did you see that when you were reading these scripts and doing these movies? Um, you know, a lot of people bring that up to me. They're like, you're such a crusader, like, you, you know, uh, as far as or a, a trailblazer for strong female characters. And uh, the, the truth of the matter is, is that I grew up watching a lot of ladies. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I'm the bionic woman and uh, the character Samantha Stevens in Bewitched, which was Elizabeth Montgomery and um, Wonder Woman. And um, I mean, there's just, there's so many watched as a young person, and so. Uh, I think I'm losing you for a second. Here, okay. Yeah, I see you now. You got me. I got you. I okay, got you. sorry. No worries. Um, I think that I, I think that I was lucky to to be able to play those kinds of roles because I grew up watching you know like I mean I remember when I was a little kid I watched Pippi Longstocking I don't know if you know that character when she was oh, a, yeah, she had the was a TV show or stuff. movie or something <laughs> yeah yeah and I loved her when I was a kid I just was like so in awe of that character and so it to me it's like uh you know it's cool to you know to to be a part of that genre of strong female characters in movies so yeah uh -huh. and it, you know like Buffy I mean she's, she, Buffy's not a superhero but um to many fans that I've met Buffy is a superhero to them in, oh, yeah. in many ways yeah she's definitely a superhero uh, okay <laughs> so so I, I had to cut all these questions because I want to respect your time so I chose the best ones no. Okay, whatever you want to do. And uh, sometimes I tend to ramble sometimes. I apologize. No, I love rambling. Uh, what was it like being Ray Weiss's daughter? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, at the moment, I didn't even think about, oh, I'm Ray Weiss's, you know, playing. To me, it was just like another actor I was working with, you know. Yeah. But he was super cool. He was super fun and hilarious on set. And uh, I really enjoyed working with him. And he was great in the movie. I mean, he was he was perfect for the part. That's for sure. Yeah, he's the second richest man compared to Donald Trump. <laughs> is like, he really? The, no, that was the quote in the oh, movie. Oh yes. Oh, that is. Oh my God, I never even thought about that. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember back in the eighties, it was I think Donald Trump was like the first millionaire or something in in the yeah. U.S. or or the most famous or whatever. So oh my God, that's funny. I and forgot then, that was it. And then I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard you had your own little chase story where cops were chasing you after the filming. Yes. Yes. 
That was crazy. Like absolutely nuts. I couldn't. And I and I at that time, I, I only owned a BMW one time and mine wasn't very fancy. It was just like a 325i, like the lowest model or whatever. But um, but I, I did have that vehicle. Um, I just finished filming the chase. I was coming from, I don't know if I had meeting. I think I was, I was coming from Century City in LA and going through Beverly Hills. I was coming from a meeting that I had, I think it was with my lawyers or an accountant meeting or something like that. Yeah. And I was driving through Beverly Hills and in Beverly Hills in the flats, like not in the actual hills, but down in the flats, like where all the residential area is, where the Beverly Hills Hotel is. And before you get into like the town where all the shops are and the shopping and all that, um, I was in this residential area and I'm driving down the street and uh, there's just stop signs, right? And then all of a sudden I see a red light in, in my rear view mirror, you know, like flashing, going like just one a single red light, you know? And then I look, I look a little further and I was like, oh my God that's not even a cop car, right? Like it yeah. wasn't even, it was, it was just a regular old. Homemade cop, cop car. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't a black and white, you know what I mean? So I'm like, holy crap. Uh, then this man gets out of the vehicle and starts walking to my window like this. Uh -huh. And, and I'm like, what do I do? You know? And at the time there were these stories going around in the news that there were, several people posing as police officers uh, up in like Mulholland Drive, like up in the actual Hollywood Hills, um, posing as uh, police officers. And there were uh, crimes happening with these people posing. You know, it was scary, like rape situations. I was like, oh, my God, is this is this guy for real? You know, because he wasn't dressed like a police officer. He had jeans on and a shirt and a vest. And he, and I put my window down and I said, and he goes, driver's license registration. And I said, um, wait, I go, are, are you a cop? He goes, yes, I am. And don't go anywhere. And as he's saying, don't go anywhere, he starts to reach like back behind him. And I see he's got a gun and I just took off. I just literally in that, that moment just took off. I was like, hell no. So I just left. And he goes running back to, and I see him in the, and I'm not speeding either. Like, I'm just, I know in that moment exactly where to go. I'm going to go to the Beverly Hills Police Station. I know where it is. I know if, if I get there, then I know I'm safe, right? So I'm driving. Now he's chasing me. I call, I had a, phone, a cell phone at the time, was a big no, uh, NEC big phone. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those. but The one with the antennas? <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't that, but it was like the, it was a couple years after that model, um, but it still was a big, heavy phone. So anyway, I'm calling 911 and I'm saying, I, I've been pulled over by someone who is either an undercover cop or one posing as a cop. I'm coming to you right now. I'm coming to the village. I'm coming to the station. Please help me. Please help me, you know? And they, they're like, hold on, ma'am. <laughs> they put me on hold. And I'm just driving and I'm just like, you know, I'm, it's not far. I'm just going through the streets. I'm not going fast or anything. Now I get to Beverly Drive where there's like five corners there. And they come back on the phone. They said, ma'am, he is a police officer. Please pull over 
help is on the way or there's more more units or whatever they said on the way and the next thing i see is two black and whites from the right two black and whites from from the left two two from the back two from the front they all come and it was literally i couldn't make this shit up it was like out of a movie it was they surrounded my car and I'm sitting there crying my eyes out. I'm just literally bawling because I'm so terrified and upset. I'm white as a ghost. I'm just like, ah, I, I, my hands were clear. Like, so they could see, like, I wasn't doing yeah. anything yeah. wrong. The chief comes up to my door or my window. And he says, um, what happened? And so I tell him, and I go, that guy back there, um, and he goes, that's uh, Harry Dexter. He's a police officer or whatever. I said, he pulled me over in an unmarked vehicle, as you can see, and not dressed, like, come on. Like, I got scared, and I just came, you know. So anyway, I said, I live in Beverly Hills. I don't want anything bad with you guys. I, I just, I, I, I swear to God, you know, they didn't, they didn't even make me come out of the car. They saw I was crying. They saw that I was upset. And, um, and I mean, they, they, they were like, I mean, they, when they had surrounded my car, they even opened their doors in case I was someone with a gun or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. but, but anyway, I, I was just in tears and they, they knew at that moment that the whole thing was just a bad situation. He really had no business pulling me over. Uh, apparently I was going, I think it was uh, 35 and a 30, something like that. Yeah. So now Dak, Harry Dexter comes walking up to my vehicle and he says, um, he says, I got you going 35 and a 30. And I was like, so, you know, like, I was like, what, you know? And he goes, look at them, because I could see in, in my mirrors, they're all standing around now talking with each other, and they're laughing. Yeah. He goes, they're all laughing at you. And I said, they're not laughing at me. They're laughing at you. That's who they're laughing at. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, I said, at that point, I didn't care. I was so mad. But anyway, yeah, that happened. I remember telling that story on, was it Conan O'Brien or something like that years ago? Many, oh. many years ago. But yeah, I had my own little chase situation happen. <laughs> I think you so, did the right thing because it's kind of scary, but also it would have been cool if the guy came up to you and just said, by the way, I loved you in the chase. <laughs> it hadn't come out yet. That was the <laughs> that was. The <laughs> oh, would have been great if it did. I go, they're not laughing at me. They're laughing at you because I got away. Uh. <laughs> He, right. he should not. He actually shouldn't have pulled me over, and and I think they were just happy for the whole situation to just end and go away. So yeah, yeah. okay. So in uh, Deadly Friend, you killed uh, Ann Ramsey with a basketball, and the folks are just yeah. curious how hard did you throw that ball to kill somebody? Well, <laughs> um, I. It's so funny because that was actually a reshoot. They had, we had finished the film and, or I don't know if we had finished it. It didn't, when they, the original way I killed her was uh, I, I broke into her house and I threw her through her own front door and she goes crashing through the front door. And I guess the time of day or the lighting or whatever, when they looked at the dailies, it didn't look right. The stunt man or the stunt person who was 
doubling her. It just didn't work out. And also the studio wanted to make it more Wes Craven-esque, you know, yeah. a little more blood, a little more blood, right? So, um, so they came up with this idea that the basketball was the thing that she took from us, right? So, she, you know, when it went into her yard, and so she took that. So this would be the thing that we're going to use to, or, or Samantha's going to get her back. So um, it was, it was, it was a trip. Like they, they made a head sculpt of her, you know, um, so that they could kind of explode it. The special effects guys, they had a, a little person in a body underneath to move the body around after the head came off. Yeah. Um, I got to, you know, on camera, I got to throw the ball, uh, you know, a ton of times or whatever. Back then, not many because we shot on film and you really could only do, you know, five takes at the most. So, because um, it was so expensive back then. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, it's just a quick shot of me just throwing it. And then, and, and I was throwing it into ba basically on a C stand next to camera, they had put, um, they, covered the camera with some ferny pads and then and then the camera guys were kind of covered you know in case I hit them yeah. <laughs> and then uh and I was just throwing it into a ferny pad and then and then when they did the actual special effect the special effects guys threw the ball up for that one yeah and this is a yeah. second part to that question it's actually a joke question but uh Danny I Dave like joke questions <laughs> Danny DeVito did a movie called Throw Mama Off the Train that starred Ann Ramsey. So when he filmed it, did he call you and ask for advice how to kill her? <laughs> Throw Mama from the Train. What a classic movie. Um, no, he did not call me and ask for advice. I would just been like, I would just call Christy. She succeeded. <laughs> yeah, I did succeed. You know, I guess I got to tell you, that woman the nicest, sweetest, funniest, most lovely lady you could ever meet. Like, just a joy to be around. You know what I mean? Like, on the day she was working, I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, Anne's coming in, you know? So, uh, loved working with her. And then, uh, this is actually one of my favorite movies, but I, I feel I'm in a small group of people who agree, but uh, I loved eight heads in a duffel bag. And I thought that that was because it was just, it, it was just all about the jokes. You know what I mean? So like, mm -hmm. so I wanted to say like, when you read that script, did you get that vibe too? That it was just more jokey than real story. Oh yeah. It was campy. It was dark comedy meets it's a, it's a little bubble gumish and campy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it was never meant to be serious. It was just an over-the-top version of, I guess, a mob movie or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like making fun, like a parody. Yeah. Um, so, and then I, I got to tell you, you know, a lot of people ask me, what was your favorite movie that you ever did? Blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I don't have a favorite because it, it's, it, for me, it literally has nothing to do with maybe how successful it was or how great the script was or any, it's all based on experience. Right. So right. I like the phantom because I, it was such an adventure and I got to, you know, travel the world and I made such great friends on that film. So I've got 
it's all about my memory. And even though eight heads in a duffel bag didn't do so great in the box office, it's okay. It doesn't like upset me a bit. I mean, like I loved working on that movie and I did my job. You know what I mean? I don't have any control over how they market it or, or how they edit it or whatever. Right. I, I, it's not, that's, uh, my job's over when, once we're done making the movie. But the cast on that movie was so hilarious, like absolutely over the top. I wish we had a behind the scenes person following us the entire film. Like the because that, Yeah, like that would have been even funnier than the movie was. You know what I mean? Like Diane Cannon, George Hamill. Tan, I call it how George Hamilton, George Hamilton, um, David Spade, and and literally everybody, and then our even our crew was so funny as well. So it just it was such a great fun environment, and it was one of those movies where I I I would laugh until I cried, you know, like just cry laughing all day every day. So that's a great memory for me. This episode of Razor Riffs is brought to you by Live Event Production Cookies. Creative space on Route 66 in the high desert. Enjoy an adventure on a historic Route 66 in the high desert. An intimate showroom with limited seating lens to a one-of-a-kind live stand-up comedy experience. Join nationally touring headliners as they pit stop on the way to from Los Angeles and Las Vegas to soak in the high desert at our Silver Lakes community for some R&R and the chance to work out new material and run through their four hour, full hours before recording them for specials that will air on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, HBO, Showtime, Comedy Central, and more. Come for a show, order baked Treats delivered right to your doorstep for a taste of D's Kitchen anywhere or book a night in the Covenant's Kukuli Cabin for a high desert experience. Please visit D'sKitchenProductions.com. Again, this episode of Raise the Riffs is brought to you by D'sKitchenProductions.com. Order some delicious treats. I love them. All right. And then uh, th this is actually a business. Like, I apologize. This is one of the ones I haven't seen, but Bound by Lies, which you starred, but you were also a producer. And uh, oh. I, I wanted to know, like, from a business aspect, what is actually a producer? Because I always thought it was about people bringing fruits and vegetables. <laughs> it's true. I did. I brought the veggie platter to set every day <laughs> with the ranch dressing and that's what we had at craft service so i was the producer <laughs> <laughs> i think it was just a glorified title to be honest with you i i didn't actually produce the film produce produce whatever um i uh i think it was just an extra credit thing that they do sometimes on some movies uh, maybe for budget reasons, I don't know. Yeah. But it's not like I had, you know, a bunch of. It's more like a co-producer credit or or something like that. But I was not in. I wasn't 
not uh, bitch in charge on the on the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then um, I'm sorry we were jumping around here, but Big Daddy. I don't care. Big Daddy, uh, which I feel is one of the most perfect films ever, like just beyond perfect. Great jokes, great story, and you were actually the bad guy in it. I, was I? Yeah, you 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 cheated on Sandler with Sid. This five year <laughs> plan. I know, I know, but I had had it with Sonny. He was, he just didn't have his shit together, you know. Like yeah. I think that's, I think it's too bad we didn't get to know Vanessa and him a little bit more prior to our yeah. storyline. Um, but obviously we were just a bad match. And, uh, and you know, it, it just, it, it was fun. It was a funny character. Like she thought she had her shit together, but she really didn't. Definitely. And, uh, and yeah, that movie was freaking awesome. And Sid, by the way, uh, I, I don't have his name off the top of my head at the moment, but the actor, but the one thing about Sandler that's so cool is he always casts people in his movies, like, there's a, always a story or a reason behind it. And that particular guy who played that character was his acting, I don't know what you, acting professor or, cause he went, Sandler went to NYU. And so that guy was his acting coach at NYU. Oh and my so God, brought, really? Yeah, wow. yeah. So he brought him in, you know, it's kind of like playing homage, you know what I mean? Like, you know, respectfully hiring the people that helped him do you know what yeah. i mean which is just, i think that that's so super ultra freaking cool you know so um so it was great to that i'm sure it was great for him the actor who played sid but to be on set and watch adam i'm sure he watched him on saturday night and all that but to be on set and, and actually be working for someone that you actually helped get to where they are you know what i mean I, yeah, that, that's yeah. gotta be cool so so yeah. a, a quick story when i interviewed alan covert who i love but i, I was pretty, i love alan i love him yeah i was pretty aggressive with him too about doing my podcast and then after he said, oh, my God, I should have done it five years ago. I was like, yeah. He's like, so since since I, I love you. <laughs> so, so he's like, since I love you, Keith, I'm going to call whoever in my phone and tell him to do your podcast. Who would you pick? And I thought for sure he would say I would say Sandler. And I said Christy yeah. Swanson. And what did he say? He said he didn't have your number. but <laughs> Yes, he does. He's so full of it. But no, I just want you to know, like, you're one of my heroes. So that's why, you know. Oh, that's so funny. And I just saw, I just saw Joey Lauren Adams a couple weeks ago, actually. I hadn't seen her in a really long time. And we did the program and that's where I first met her. And then we were both in, uh, in Big Daddy, which is cool. So it was nice to hang out with her. I hadn't seen her in a while. She she was the good guy. Yes, she was. (laughs) And then um, uh, I, I feel you're going to laugh at this one, but dude, where's my car? That that scene where you come in with uh, Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott, what was it like uh-huh. uh, filming that? Because I think Sean William Scott's the funniest guy in the world. And I would, if I was a girl, I would just be cracking up 
just filming that scene. <laughs> it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, the character's name was very funny. I mean, that kind of like that kind of said it all, right? Yeah. The hottest um, of the hot. I know, and I was just to be honest with you, I was just so flattered that they asked me to do it because <laughs> uh. You know, there's a lot of beautiful women in Hollywood. I mean, anybody could play that part, you know, like I was like, really? <laughs> OK, thanks. <laughs> and then when I was shooting, I was I was just flattered. And then and then, you know, because not like I'm you know, you would think it would be a supermodel or something like that. But um, anyway, it wasn't it was just plain old me. But uh, Ashton apparently. Well, what is this? Is what he told me when we were making so you have no idea. You have not. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't believe it! I can't believe we're like kissing you and we're doing this thing together. I've been the biggest fan of you since the chase. <laughs> like he was going on and on about he's a fan of the chase, and uh, and I was just laughing so hard. And they were great, and and they were very funny. And um, I mean, I didn't get to be on the whole movie, you know what I mean? Because I really just did that one scene, and then I did something at the end with the big uh uh. Hot, what what was hot ending? chick monster yeah yeah exactly the amazon woman or whatever and so uh i didn't really get to see all the shenanigans that went on on set every single day you know but the time that i spent there was really fun i had a great time absolutely so i have four more questions but i want to respect your time uh this oh, is no we're fine oh okay. we're fine okay yeah. So, uh, true or false, Christy, is it true that you auditioned for The Mask? The Mask? Yeah. Mm. It's a movie with uh, Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the movie. I just don't remember if I auditioned for it or not. What year was that, I wonder? It's probably 94, 95-ish. 94, 95 i might have been that was those were busy years for me like i think i was doing 94 95 i feel like because buffy was 92 we we filmed in 92 i feel like the program and the and uh the chase and uh couple other uh, i'm blanking right now on the other movies at that time but i just feel like I might have been working or busy at that time. I don't know, but I I did do a lot of work those years. All right. So I don't I don't recall I don't recall auditioning for it. Um, and I and I certainly know I didn't get an offer for it. So I don't think so. Maybe I was considered, but I wouldn't have necessarily known. Yeah. No, I understand because I, I do stand up and I don't remember all the places I do stand up at. So like when people say they saw me somewhere, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Really? I... Where? What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a landmark so I can remember. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, um, I wanted to ask you because uh, like I, I know and if this gets a little emotional, uh, I because like I lost my best friend two years ago and I find stories about him really helps me cope. So I wanted to ask, uh, do you have any cool Luke Perry stories? Now you got me. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Let's uh, go to the next no. question. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's 
because not just because of Luke, it's because um, I'm an incredibly sensitive person. And so uh, to hear that you lost your friend is, is heartbreaking to me. And so I just want to tell you that I feel for you and I'm so sorry that um, you lost your friend. I still um, tweet him. So I feel that that helps me. Like, I think everyone uh -huh. on Twitter thinks I'm weird because I tweet a dead guy, but it helps me cope. You know what I mean? You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, you just got to do what you got to do. For for me, it was weird. You know, it's like, it's something that I didn't, I don't know how to explain it. Because it's not like, it's not like Luke and I, I mean, we stayed in touch over the years after the movie and everything. And we were friends. But we weren't like hangout friends, you know, like see you yeah. every weekend or every month or whatever. It was more like when I run into you or I might see him at a Comic-Con or I might text him. He might text me. How are you doing? How's the kids? We always stayed in touch is my point. And, um, and always very fond of each other and loving and kind as friends. And, um, and so when, when, when he was rushed to the hospital like I really truly believed that he was going to pull through it yeah like I I couldn't I didn't realize or know because I wasn't a part you know like wasn't in touch with his fiance or like I didn't have all the information and I just thought for sure he's too young he's too He's too young, he's too strong, he's too all these things in my head. And so when I heard that he he passed, it just it hit me so hard. Like I never thought I, I like I literally cried for two weeks straight. Yeah. And then you know, the media wanted to speak to me immediately. And and I and I couldn't because I knew that I couldn't keep myself together to even speak. And um and I waited like five days or so before I even talked to Variety or Hollywood Reporter, whoever it was. Um, and I couldn't get through the interview. I just kept, I, and I kept apologizing that I, I said, I'm so sorry that I can't, I just couldn't, I'll, just all the memory, you know what I mean? All your memory. Oh, yeah. Because whenever I do interviews, people, like the only things they talk about is what's it like having Asperger's syndrome and then what was it like touring with Norm Macdonald? So it's like, <laughs> that's all they ask me. So I, I get that, you know what I mean? So, uh, but like Norm, I said, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, Norm is awesome. Norm is awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I got to tell you. One of the most healing things for me, well, I did go to like a celebration of life for him and, you know, saw a few people there and, and yada, yada, yada. But even though I know all the 90210 people, I wasn't a part of that group, but we all were friendly with each other kind of thing. Because you lived in um, Beverly Hills, right? No, not at the time. I don't think at the time. But um, I remember when the LA riots happened, and we all were fleeing Los Angeles, and, and it took us two hours to get over uh, cold Laurel Canyon uh, just to drive over. And we all met up as, like, Nick Cassavetes and Priestley and Luke and, like, uh, just a whole group of us around the same age. And we all hung out at this one house just to get out of 
the LA riot situation uh, for a couple days. Um, but the one thing that really was healing to me, and Britt Baker was spearheaded this. Britt Baker's a, a all elite wrestling. She's the D. What do they call her? D. She's the dentist. She's, the, she's got the long blonde hair. Um, she's a, a, you know the wrestler, and she invited me to the show. And Luke's son, uh, Jack Perry, who is Jungle Boy, is in that show. Oh. And. Um, and I remember, you know, like having lunch with Luke one day, he's like, oh, Christy, or Swanee, I always call him Swanee, Swanee, you got to see, look at this video of, of Jack jumping from the roof of the house into the pool, like doing all these stunts and stuff like that. He was so proud of, of his son, so incredibly proud. So when I got, so when I went to the show in, in North Jersey, where the, the Devils plays, like an arena show, it was like a big wrestling show um chris jericho's in it and blah 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 and i i saw jack climbing up he was doing a cage fight and he's climbing all the way up to the top and he's gonna do a dive down and when he got to the top and then he kissed his dad i just oh, oh i was just bawling. so sweet i'm like front row and then his sister is over there and his mom and it was just so incredibly special and and i you know, so many emotions. I'm like, damn, I wish you were here, Luke, to see this, you know, yeah. but it was just so special. It was just, it was incredible and, 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 and an absolute honor to be there. And I'm just so proud of him. And, um, and I know Luke would be so, so proud of it. He would, he'd be his biggest fan. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I have, I, I only met Luke Perry once, but I have a great Luke Perry story for you. Um, oh, I'd love to hear it. So uh, my adopted uncle does a celebrity golf tournament every year. And Luke was one of the celebrities. So he's talking to all these uh, underprivileged children and stuff. And then he's like uh -huh. doing meet and greets with uh, people. And this girl, she must have been my mom's age or whatever. She's like, oh, my God, I had the biggest crush on you. And I'm standing right by Luke Perry because I wanted to ask him about Buffy and if he'll do my podcast, stuff like that. And uh <laughs> So he's, uh, you know, talking to her and he's like, where do you go to high school? I don't remember the school, she said, so I'm going to improv. And she's like, oh, I went to Debbie Kelly High School. And Luke Perry's like, oh, my God, I went there, too. She's like, really, really? He's like, yeah, I think you were in my class. And he's just cheering this girl up. And she's like, did you ever graduate? He's like, no, I stopped because I became an actor. It's just so funny. <laughs> and it was just the funniest thing because, like, he put this huge smile on this girl's face. And I just thought that I was so funny and cute, you know? But he didn't really go to that high school. No, no, no. He he told her, but he <laughs> got her to, yeah. But it was just so funny because, like, you know, I, I think uh, I got this... I remember correctly, he was a cheerleader. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm almost positive he was like one of the you know the, there's the cheerleaders but then there's the couple guys that are there and they throw them in the air or whatever and have them stand on their shoulders I call them positive. the cheer players I'm almost positive he told me that he could have been lying who knows <laughs> alright so two more questions these are uh, fast questions uh, Christy how many cameo sensations did you get for Keith Reza how many what Cameo sensations. 
Oh, it's a sensation. It's where I tweeted and Instagrammed, and I had all my followers try and give me cameos from you. I have no idea how many. Oh, my God. You are so funny. Oh, my God. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I wanted to see how popular I am. I don't know. I I know. Well, we we'll find out when you know when this podcast comes out. Is it coming out today or tomorrow, oh, or is it? Or are we live? Oh my God! I we are like not hell. live. No, okay. I will, I'll text you when it comes out because there's is, is a question I have to ask you off air. Uh, okay. And then the, the last question I have for you, Christy Swanson, is if you could go back in a time machine and talk to a younger Christy Swanson. Uh, what what and you know what you know now what would you tell her to to cheer her up and say everything's going to be okay cheer her up or you know what i mean like give her advice yeah oh give her advice i always i always say the, the this one thing it might sound really stupid to you but uh for me it's kind of important um as far as like my craft and my work, you know, cause I've been doing it since I'm nine years old. Yeah. And the one thing, the one, the one thing that I never learned to do, which I wish I had learned to do or got comfortable doing, uh, would, would be public speaking and, uh, live stage performance. Oh, I think you should I, do stand up. I I probably would be better doing stand up. We could I could maybe I could do a show with you. That would be so you'd be like great. George Burns, you'd be George Burns and I'll be Gracie. You know, like we'll be like a team. Yeah, I could help you. <laughs> yeah, that would be so great. That would be a dream come true. Oh my god, I'm so glad you said that and you didn't say don't do Keys podcast. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've done it. I want to do it again. I oh, gotta my come God. Up with more, I got to come up with more shit to talk about. Oh, I, I got, I, I, like I said, I've been preparing for four years, so I knew in my heart this was going to be the best interview ever for you. Has it been that long? My God, I've been in a cloud the last three years. The last three years has been weird for all of us. Last oh, no, definitely. Let's just call a spade a spade. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Speaking oh. of spade, just kidding. <laughs> Well, Christy, where can the folks at home follow and support you? Um, uh, well, I'm on Twitter. Um, uh, I do need to get the blue check mark. I keep forgetting to do that. I don't think I know how. Yeah. Maybe I need young people like you to help me with that kind of stuff. Um, I am at Chris, like the at, at sign or whatever, Christy Swanson. That's K R I S T Y. And uh, XL, X is hugs, hugs and kisses, or kisses and hugs. So Christy Swanson XO on Instagram and on Twitter. I used to be on Facebook. I got kicked off of Facebook. Um, I don't know, like three years ago, I had gotten suspended because I posted a video of my wedding from my wedding. And they said that I infringed on the copyright of the video. And so my account was suspended. And I was like, wait a second. It's me. It's my likeness. 
I own the vi- I own the video along with Entertainment Tonight because I they had the exclusive at my wedding, right? So they got to film my wedding and you know ad not advertise it, but like as you know entertainment news, whatever. And I also did a stunt at my wedding, so they wanted to film that, and so I just posted it because I I have a contract with ET. We both own the footage. So apparently some 22-year-old that works in Facebook or whatever decided that I had I had infringed on the copyright and they thought it belonged to ET. But uh because I I'm I just I don't like writing long emails. I don't like get, get I just I I just was kind of like so pissed and bummed all at the same time that I was like F it. Yeah. I'm not even going to write a letter. You know what I mean? Like I just I was like, "You know what?" them <laughs> that, that's facebook for you they don't let you post happiness i guess not but it was a <laughs> it was a damn good stunt of me falling down the stairs at my wedding and every most people like it i don't know but well christy swanson thank you so much and uh, if you could stay on for one second so i could stop recording and ask you something that'd be great yeah. but i love you very much and thank you for doing this Thank you. Thank you for being so patient with me. Thank you. (laughs) You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. This episode of Razor Riffs is brought to you by Live Event Production Cookies. Creative space on Route 66 in the high desert. Enjoy an adventure on a historic Route 66 in the high desert. An intimate showroom with limited seating lens to a -a one-of-a-kind live stand-up comedy experience. Join nationally touring headliners as they pit stop on the way to, from Los Angeles and Las Vegas to soak in the high desert at our Silver Lakes community for some R&R and the chance to work out new material and run through their four hour, full hours before recording them for specials that will air on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, HBO, Showtime, Comedy Central, and more. Come for a show. Order baked treats delivered right to your doorstep for a taste of Dee's Kitchen anywhere or book a night in the Covenant's Kukuli Cabin for a high desert experience. Please visit Productions.com. Again, this episode of Razor Riffs is brought to you by Productions.com. Order some delicious treats. I love them. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash KeithRaza. And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash KeithRaza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.